0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Geek.
2: This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Bradmore Taylor, aka the Phillips Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibe Live.
1: Here we go. Welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibe Live. To anyone out there who is curious as to why there were not more than one welcome. You will know why when I introduce a certain someone who is coming back to the pod for the first time in, its, in what seems to be like eight long years. But anyway, welcome to another <laughs> episode of Geek Vibes Live. I'm your host, Jawan, and I have one of the more talented groups of people for this episode. So without further ado, let me introduce them. Starting off with Tia. What's going on, Tia?
2: Well, Sean, I'll do it for you. Welcome, 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 everyone. <laughs> uh,
1: a certain person will not be happy, but um, no, I'm glad that we're potting today, Tia. We, um, for anyone that's curious as to why we're doing it today as opposed to Sunday, obviously Sunday was the Super Bowl. None of you people were going to listen to it on Sunday anyway. So we found a day that everyone's at home for nothing really to do on a Wednesday. So you have no choice but to listen to us. Also, Pal, what's going on, Pal?
0: Doing good. Happy to be spending my Wednesday night with you guys.
1: Absolutely. Cannot wait to get it started. But we have two more people left to introduce. Uh, First up, the guy who has not been on this show for at least 15 years. Joelle, welcome back. (laughs) What's going on, man?
3: Oh, welcome, 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 welcome,
2: welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome,
3: welcome, 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 welcome. I'm back. Uh for tonight at least. Um and I think it's time for a new intro. I don't know about you guys, but uh I think it's something we should work on going towards the future. I don't know how long we've had that intro, but let's try something like moving around and let's get something new in there.
1: Fair enough fair enough. Definitely could have told me that off mic, but yeah, no, I mean, that's cool. Um, all right, uh, and now, for the first time ever, welcoming to not only the Geek Vibes family, um, but Geek Vibes Live family, straight from um, Kind of Nerdy Girls, KJ, what's going on? KJ? KJ, are
2: you there?
4: <laughs> All right.
1: She was there. All right. Um, <laughs> I will text KJC what's going too. on. <laughs> right? I will text KJ see what's going on and loop back around to it. But let's start off with, um, we had a bunch of trailers for this past uh, Super Bowl. Um, so let's get right into them. Um, I guess we'll start off with the most talked about one, which stressed me out because I'm like, it was the shortest thing ever. But. Um, let's start off with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Tia, I will kick it to you first. Um, you are extremely excited for this, so I'm going to kick it to you first. Your thoughts on the small little teaser trailer we got for Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was super excited about it just because, as you know, I mean, I was telling you this, what, maybe a week or two ago, like, Still to this day, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is my favorite Marvel movie. And it's just, like, Anthony Mackie is amazing. And it's so cool that him and Sebastian Stan are getting their own show. And the fact that Sam Wilson is going to be now our new Captain America. And although the teaser that we were given was incredibly short, I feel like there was so much. I loved that the teaser started off with the uh, camera focusing on the Captain America shield. We saw Sam Wilson pulling that, you know, like with just uh, the most awesome finesse. And we got a lot there, right? Obviously, Sam and Bucky have to team up. We see Zemo is back. And what the one shot that stood out the most to me, more than Sam tossing the shield, is we obviously got a look of U.S. Agent coming out to some field, which I thought was perfectly done because it was a uh, teaser during the Super Bowl, and it looked like some sort of, like, football Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl event, and he's high-fiving someone. And tell me, Joan that that scene itself, didn't remind you a little bit of the boys, like that type of fame that uh, superheroes are now getting. And so I just thought automatically that was super interesting. I also thought it was interesting how many people online thought that that was Steve Rogers. And I was like, so clearly you guys don't pay attention to the nerdy news like we do to know that that's not Steve Rogers, that's U.S. agent. But uh, yeah, as far as it goes, even though it was incredibly short, I still think it told us a lot. It gave us a lot of awesome shots. And it, that and the Loki show, which we'll talk about, are my most anticipated for the Marvel Disney Plus show. Um,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't really take much from, from the small little teaser. The thing that I think upset me the most is, obviously they're going to wait till a bigger uh, platform to, to give us the actual trailer. But I can almost guarantee you Falcon and Warner Soldier is as close to being done, uh, uh, more so than any of those other two shows. Um, That could have been a full-length trailer in itself. But um, the biggest thing for me when it comes to this show is this show is going to have somewhat of a racial tone in the sense of I need to know why the government does not seem like they are happy that Sam is the new Captain America. Well, um, can I say
2: something to and, request? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I completely know where you're going with that, and that could obviously be a case as well. What I'm assuming is that, you know, the government still doesn't like Steve Rogers. We saw that in Infinity War, where uh, Bolt said to him, you know, what you think, since the world is ending, all is forgiven. The fact that uh, Steve Rogers, who the government already doesn't like after the Sokovian Accords, decided upon himself to make a new Captain America, I feel like that is also a large factor into why the government's like, no, no, no. The the superheroes belong to us, and we're going to be who the next Captain America is. I hear you,
1: and I would... I would be okay with that sentiment if, like, Bucky was the one that they were like, no, not really. My issue isn't that I think them going the route of, you know, not wanting Sam to be Captain America, um, that being somewhat of a racial issue. I'm not saying I hope it doesn't go that way. I'm saying I hope Disney, you know, stops kind of pussyfooting around and actually does go that route. And we do get a deeper meaning on um, Steve trusted this guy. That's all that matters at the end of the day. That's all that matters. Steve wanted him to be his successor. And I want to kind of see how they played the route of saying, I kind of would prefer for it to be a white guy. That's the face of Captain America, not a black guy. Um, so I want them to feed into that. And I want them to obviously not go the whole you know, whole nine yards of it. But I want you to, I want you to be more vocal about it. Um, cause I mean, you're telling me like, Oh, they just want to control who's, you know, who's in your captain America. Well, to you, they happened to replace a white guy with another white guy. And it seems like they weren't happy that Steve replaced them with a black guy. So you have to explain that somewhere in there. And I'm just saying, yeah. I hope they don't shy away from it. It is something that needs to be talked about. It is something we saw on Twitter that a lot of people were like, why'd you give it to Sam? Like, Sam can have the shield. It's, it's it's okay. It happened in the comics. It's it, it's all right. Um, but Joelle, I'll go to you. Um, do you disagree on that? And what were your thoughts on the small little teaser you got for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh,
3: I really liked what small bit we got of it. Um, I thought it was really good. And and yeah, I think I really do think there's. I mean, they're, they're missing a whole whole thing if they don't touch on the whole racial tension. I think that's going to play a factor. They're going to probably going to dig into it. Um, it makes all the sense in the world. Why else would they – all of a sudden, some other random white dude comes in and is going to be Captain America now. It could have been any other race, but they chose some white guy, very cookie-cutter white dude, <laughs> to come in and take over. <laughs> um so like yeah, obviously we see Sam with the shield. Uh in the beginning I loved seeing him throw the shield. Seems like he's practicing with it, which is really cool. Um, uh, we get to see Falcon in his actual Falcon like more comic actor Falcon suit, which is like the more red and whitish, grayish look and I really like I really like that suit. Um obviously he's not the Captain America version quite yet. Um I'm curious who those fucking hang glider dudes are or the what you know the I'm very curious how <laughs> those um those guys look pretty interesting. I'm very curious how they're gonna go up against Falcon um it's cool to see Zemo. I can't wait to see him with his mask on and to see how they explain why he wears a mask now all of a sudden uh eventually um and yeah there, there, it did look like he was running into a football field uh and it does look like. He is now going to be. They're going to. They're probably trying to sell the world to this. their Captain America, and that he's going to be the face of the government. Unlike Steve Rogers, like you were saying earlier, they probably have still. They're still not a hundred percent with Steve, and uh, and in that regard, it's them selling. This is this is the new Captain America. Our Captain America, who is probably a government puppet. Um, more than likely, that's the way it's going to go. But I have no doubt in my mind the racial tension is going to be there. And I, I hope they don't skim on that part.
1: Right. It's important. It's important. And I, I think my biggest issue with Disney since they have bought Marvel is that they find ways to tippy-toe about race. Um, and what's important about you not tippy-toeing in this instance is, remember, the world does not know that Sam is Cat's replacement. The government does probably or we'll find out but it's not it's not known across the world that Cap passed on the shield so if you're the government you can replace Cap with your own planted uh, you know replacement because no one knows that Cap actually passed on the shield to someone else uh, so I'm like that's very important and that's not something I want you to kind of just go well you know they just wanted their own Cap I'm like yeah but he's White to white, like <laughs> that is a <the> problem. Like, <laughs> acknowledge it. Um, but yeah. So I mean, again, not much kind of really jumped at me from from this small little teaser. I will say this: this guy Anthony Mackie is looks like he he was trying his best to do the the same workout regimen that Chris Evans does. Um, it'll never happen because Chris Evans is like that. That was made out of some machine. He's not real. Uh, but that throw was really good. I really love that throw. Um, it was good. I just I can't wait to see more of of Bucky. Um, because what they did not kind of really heighten on is the fact that he has a new hand or glove or arm. Um, so new I am curious what a new arm. Okay, I wasn't sure what it was mm-hmm. specifically because in one shot you could see it, and then in another it's it's covered. So I'm like I couldn't really piece that. Um, But I am excited to see what they do new with Bucky's Arms. Is there some new gadgets that might come with it? How does Zemo play out? I will say the one thing that I think will bug me about this series, six episodes. That will literally frustrate me to no end. Um, But I'll get over it. Hopefully it's really good (laughs) six episodes. But, uh, KJ, I'll pass it to you, actually. What were your thoughts on the uh Falcon and Winter Soldier
5: uh teaser trailer. Well, you know, I was kinda glad that somebody finally said something about Bucky because he is, you know, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> I agree <laughs> I agree uh completely and that there has to be uh some, it, it has to be addressed in the story that there are just gonna be some people who who don't like uh, that Sam is is Captain America, and, and glazing over that would um, would really be a, a disservice to the, so- the story. So I am interested to see how that unfolds. Um, and I think that um, you know Steve chose wisely with Sam, and knowing that he could handle whatever that is. Um, and I did I love the throw too. I mean, immediately I was like, "That's Captain America. That's awesome." Um, which is funny that we can be so uh, we're so used to the way that Captain America throws his shield that we're all like, hey, he threw it right. Um, (laughs) But uh, I am am curious uh, as to how they're going to develop Bucky's story and where he stands on Sam being Captain America and what's next for him because he didn't he just really didn't play a, a, a role in endgame, um, you know, of anybody. He, you know, it was like, oh, there he is for a second. Um, so to see what he has actually been doing, because it's been a while since we've seen him, what's he doing? How is he going to, uh, you know, come to terms uh, really with, with his past and how he's going to move forward uh, working with sam i i'm I'm interested to see what what they're gonna do with his story as much as I am interested to see how uh how Sam becomes Captain America
1: yeah i mean I, the the biggest thing that I want to see development wise for Sam is um when it first starts, is there any pushback um as if mm-hmm. you know it's like cap kind of did thrust this on him um, not in a bad way like hey I'm kind of done with this. Like, you take it. Like, more so, like it's my time, and I think the best person to be what I was trying to be um, is you. Uh, And I I think that I I think knowing that Cap gave Sam the shield kind of makes it more emotional to go back and watch um, Winter Soldier um, because it makes you appreciate that bond that they were building a lot more, knowing that Cap trusted him enough to be him going forward. Um, you know, it, same way it kind of makes you cherish Stark and in, in, in Peter's first encounter, um, in, in Civil War, knowing what we know now in in the aftermath. But um, I am really curious to see if he has any pushback, if it's kind of like maybe I shouldn't be. Um, and I am curious on how much of Bucky kind of tells him like, hey, I knew Steve since we were we were young. If he gave you the shield, it's because he wanted you to have it because he trusted you in it. Like do they have kinda of like that emotional moment where Sam kinda of steps up and rises to being Captain America? Um, I will say Joel will never let me call him this, but I do want him to be called Captain Falcon. Um, <laughs> it will never happen, but no. I will hold on to that forever. He no. should be called Captain Falcon. I know. Man, Joel was never very much it, taken already. Whatever. Yeah, I know, but until he's in a a live-action movie, it's up for grabs. But um, anyway, uh, Pal, your thoughts on um, the teaser for Falcon and Winter
2: Soldier?
0: Yeah, I mean, that teaser didn't, I mean, it lived up to its name. It's a teaser. It didn't really give us much to work with or really much to speculate, at least for someone like me that doesn't know too much of, like, the comics and stuff like that. Um, but what it did give us, I mean, it, de- it definitely leaves a lot to wonder what is their story. And it's, I like how you guys kind of brushed up on exactly where things stood with Captain America when, um, Captain Rogers was still around. And I, I'm really curious to see how things are going to change or people are really going to notice anything with the, with the, you know, with our new captain and, um, and, and with Bucky again, like, People don't really trust him still, I feel like. He's still that kind of shady character that a lot of people can't we'll say that they, they don't really know how um, he's going to react or behave, and I'm sure that will be played into the show a little bit. Um, as, as, like, as a series, I hope that um, with the success that we've seen with, like, uh, the other uh, Disney Plus show, like The Mandalorian, I hope that we get more content, you know, maybe more than just – six or eight episodes. I hope that we get more of more of a longer season so we can really enjoy these characters and even get to be introduced to new ones um, because as much as I love the Mandalorian, like, I felt like it, it just left me hungry for more. Like it just kind of barely scratched the surface of like its full potential. And th- with this being one of the um, bigger uh, Marvel series that's going to be coming on Disney+, um, I, I'm just really curious to see how their model is going to be like, and um, how the how the first season is going to go. Because I wonder, kind of like the Mandalorian, if they're going to treat this like a trial run, see how people like it, and then if the reception is well after the first season, how they're going to alter it for for future seasons. Um, but yeah, like I, I just have a feeling it's going to be action packed, um, a, a lot of character development, I'm sure, because just how we saw them at the end of uh, Avengers end game. Like there's just a lot to live up to. And yeah, I'm really excited.
2: I
1: will say, because that is a question I, I know for a fact, me and Joelle heard a lot um, as mm-hmm. to why these seasons are so short. And the answer to yeah. that is Disney is spending money on these shows as if they were movies. So the, yeah. the the budget is high. So you can't spend close to $100 million for, like, 15 episodes. Like, that's just, that's, that's no. You're right. <laughs> it, it, Absolutely. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so they condense it um, to about the equivalent of, like, a six-hour-long movie. Um, my yeah. question would be, are they going to approach this the way The Mandalorian did and make us wait week to week? That's mm-hmm. um, Then yeah. I have yeah, a feeling like they will. Episodes. Um.
0: I I I I kind of hope they do. I actually like looking forward to the next episode, kind of like a tradi- you would do it like on a traditional TV show. Because I feel like the Netflix model, which is just like binge mode, I mean that's great and all, and yeah, you get to watch everything in one sitting if you have all day. I don't know. There's just something that that that's kind of nice about just. Looking forward to the next episode, and then everyone watches it at the same time, and then that gives everyone something to talk to or talk about. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of hope that they continue on with that model because I think it worked pretty well uh, after The Mandalorian.
2: Well, let's
1: before we move on to the the next trailer, let's be super clear on why everyone is now develop. Everyone streaming wise is developing the once. You know, an episode per week is because you can't gauge numbers. Um, if you're telling your fan base, Hey, it all dropped today, and then someone like me who has a very kind of like crazy mentality will watch it in the course of like eight hours, and then I'm done. Like, I I don't go back to it, I'm done. (laughs) Like, uh, (laughs) I'm on to watching something else. So, with that in mind, it's kind of like, Well, we need these numbers to spread. So instead of me just giving it to you all at once, we want it to spread. Um, because I told you right. guys this a week or two ago, numbers lie all the time for streaming services. We will never know the numbers that streaming services garnish because they lie. They're able to manipulate it because we don't see that. Um, so they can tell you that Stranger Things broke records. They can tell you that Sabrina uh, set all-time records. Like, they could do that. Why? Because we can't. We have nothing tangible to go against it um so the way of us knowing that they're aware (laughs) of how uh damaging (laughs) binge watching can be the fact that they're spreading Mm -hmm. it out as much as they are um right but yeah yeah so um yeah I mean you're right you're right but I will forever hate (laughs) that that motto mainly because I got into streaming services because they differed from television like I didn't have to wait now it's becoming television. Soon we'll have commercials. Yeah. And then, like, my mind will explode. Like, I'll be done. Uh, but, <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's move on I to the next I'm more teaser trailer.
0: Than
1: you. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it again.
0: Oh, I said I guess I'm more patient than you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have no patience. Everybody is. Everybody is. <laughs> yeah, I have no patience. Um, I'm already asking for the Batman trailer, and they just started filming. Like, that's how bad my patience are. Um, but all right, let's move on to the next teaser trailer that we got. Let's talk about WandaVision that didn't really feel like a serious fanboy. I don't think that got talked about as much as Loki and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I will tell you right now, seeing her in that costume, albeit Joelle made a great point, kind of looks more Halloweenish than it did like legit this is her costume going forward, um, meant so much.
3: Obviously. <laughs>
1: so, Joelle, I'm going to actually go to you first. Um, your thoughts on the teaser for uh, Wandavision?
3: Oh, uh, was well the there was a there was a combined teaser of all the of, of all three shows. Right. But yeah. Um, right. Uh, yeah, the the segment for Wandavision was interesting because like uh, it, it, we, I'm still baffled at what the fuck we're getting in that, and all I keep hearing is that it's gonna be super crazy and shit, and it does look super crazy. And it's like black and white, and it looks like. Um, you're gonna get like sitcoms through the decades, and you're gonna have I guess mini story. I guess maybe just like per episode, like they'll have a Dick Van Dyke episode. Uh, looks like a Roseanne in there, Brady Bunch. I think Modern Family was thrown in there. So I'm very intrigued as how they play all that out. Because um, I'm very, I'm excited, but also like super curious, because this show could lead to so much other shit. <laughs> Uh, and explaining why they're in this situation is really my my biggest thing, and how they're bringing in ca- uh, uh, characters from other show like movies uh and bringing them in like Kat Denning is in the show uh and she's from the Thor movies and how she plays a factor in this and why it is I'm very curious as well um and then of course, the costume, which is obviously a Halloween costume uh if once you see the still shot um and it seems like it's during one of like one of the episodes. And um I'm very cool. Obviously we've always wanted to see in her classic costume. That's probably the closest we're gonna get to her classic costume. Uh probably down the line we'll get a more um movie looking accurate costume. Hopefully that, as long as they keep the headband and some type of movie stylish, because I'm down all the way. Um, and I, of course, would love to see Vision in his classic all-white or gray-white look, because that, that's another thing I look forward to. And they obviously, even in the little teaser, even showed that they have children in, in this crazy little sitcom world over there. So I'm so, so ready. And, and unfortunately, we have to wait all the way to fucking December to see it, but, I'm, I'm you know, hopefully it's all worth it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it going the route of sitcom like intrigues me, uh, mainly because it leads into multiverse of madness that looks like it's obviously going to lend more of a um, a more serious, higher stakes kind of movie. Um, so just to see how it all spins itself, um, and if it's more so of a um, live audience kind of sitcom feel, or is it one of those where you're going to have to laugh because it's actually funny, or are you laughing because you hear other people laughing? Um, so curious, think you might comedy... I'm curious. You might get a laugh track. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, as as far as like the comedy itself, is it something that will will garnish a person to to laugh at it, or is it something that you're just internally laughing because you're hearing laughing? Uh, I'm just kind of well, on don't expect to laugh. <laughs> but I'm gonna laugh. I don't know about you. Shut up, Joe. I might laugh. I laugh at that <clears> stuff <throat> that's funny. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but no, I mean there's so many things that go into this show that, that have higher stakes than just like, oh, it's it's a comedy show. Like no. This show means a lot. Like the fact that her kids are there means that at some point we're getting Mephisto. It does not mean we'll be getting right. him and Doctor Strange, but it does mean Mephisto will appear. At some point, for anyone who doesn't know, Mephisto played a huge part in why Wanda had her kids. So, I mean, that's why a lot of people assumed he would be in the multiverse of madness. But we we shall see how that all plays out. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll go to you next. Um, Your thoughts on the small little teaser. That was obviously part of everything, but uh, for WandaVision.
2: Yeah, um, I was super intrigued by it because I think we had talked maybe, you know, whatever, some odd weeks or months ago that when they first announced all of the Marvel shows, that WandaVision was pretty low on the totem pole for me. And that has completely changed throughout the course of the months and stuff like that. And especially after this teaser, I love what they're doing with it. I see online that there are some people who clearly don't understand it but it's wacky. I love this whole sitcom uh, thing that we're going through because we're obviously seeing that Wanda is making her own reality, and that is where all of this kind of comes into play. Uh, it it blew my mind, honestly. Like I just thought that it was completely just there was so much, and seeing her in different looks and vision there and the black and white aspect and kind of like just the bouncing around of it. And, the fa- and I didn't notice the first time I watched it the two cribs until I went back and I said, like, oh, shit, they're doing that. And it is funny to see uh, her in the quote-unquote comic-accurate costume and it clearly being like a, a costume, not really, say, a quote-unquote uniform. Which, again, is just the hilarious thing that some people on the internet are not getting. It's kind of like how in Captain America, the first Avenger, we saw Steve in that really, like, terrible-looking exactly. costume when he was... Yeah, so to me, that's what this is. It's like a callback set. Like, guys, calm down. Like, you know, that's the... this is Marvel, right? They're pretty good with their costumes. They're not going to give her some, like, Thing that you could buy at Party City, and the next thing you know, that's going to be her freaking costume, you know? <laughs> but I-, I loved it. I'm so interested to see uh, where Wanda goes with this, because the last we saw her was at the end of Endgame. She was speaking with Clint, and she kind of seemed a little bit at peace. You know, she told him, you know, they know, meaning, you know, Natasha and Vision, So where does it go from that to her suddenly desiring to make this alternate reality for herself where vision is in it? And I'm really interested to see where they go with it. I like that it looks like they just completely decided to go left field. And Paul Bettany even said in interviews that it is wacky, it's bonkers. And um, you know me, I love Doom Patrol. I love that type of, bonkers, wacky shit, so I'm ready for WandaVision now completely.
1: Yeah, and I am I am curious to see, because the freedom you have doing this show is that it, it it it's not necessarily based off of anything. So, like, you know, people can't say, oh, it wasn't accurate there, it wasn't accurate there. It's not necessarily pulling from anything necessarily directly from the comics, correct me if I'm wrong, Joelle. It's not a specific storyline that they're pulling from. Mm. Um, it's, the um, idea that it's Vig- a mixture go thing. ahead,
3: I'm sorry. No, it's just a mixture of Like, like if you, it's more from the Vision comics. Like some of this kind of happened in the Vision comics um, without Wanda. So they're, they're pulling from different areas, obviously.
1: Right. So I mean, you have the freedom to kind of just do what you want. Um, what I am, what I'm most curious about, with this show is. Falcon and Winter Soldier, we know you could easily do a season two, right? Loki, you could easily do a season two. How do you follow up this season after the movie is what I'm curious about. Um, Does the movie completely change the the landscape of of these characters, especially um, Wanda? So that's what I'm most curious about is, all right, if it's a great first season and it's a great movie, where's the landscape now that you do a season two? Because uh, you can't go back into her head. If this is this is all being uh, played throughout her head, I don't really know. I don't. I don't really want to see you go back to her head after, after this. So how do you play that <laughs> out? Is what I'm most curious to see where they go after this. But um, Kaja, I'll go to you next. What were your thoughts on the Wandavision teaser?
5: Yeah, I do agree. I had the same thought about like what what if we really really love this, but then there's no way to do any more of it. Um, similar to what Tia said, I wasn't super interested in this to begin with, um, and I don't, I don't know the the comic book life of Wanda and Vision as well as I grew up with Captain America and super familiar with with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So there is some of uh, like I have some expectations when it comes to that. I was like, I don't know what this Wanda Vision thing's going to be, and she's been pretty tortured and he's pretty dry and how's that going to work? And so when that teaser hit, I was like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) I don't know what I expected this show to be, but that looks awesome. (laughs) So all of a sudden I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really excited about it just because um, you know, it, I mean, having it be, you know, sort of in her head. I mean, there's just so many different ways that it can go and different um characters c- that can be brought in. And, um, and like I said, just adding uh some fun into the Marvel verse, which is uh, into the Marvel universe, which has been, you know, I mean, Endgame and Infinity War. I mean, that was some some deep shit. Like, we were we were drugged yeah. through. The ringer there with our emotions so I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to something that you know is it might be a little more lighthearted and will have us laughing and um, by the way fun fact about laugh tracks that my co-host Katie told me a long time ago she works in TV and they don't record laugh tracks anymore so when you're watching a sitcom and every time you hear people laughing they're probably all dead now. That is so every time I hear a last track, right, right. Every time I hear a last track, I'm like, those are the last of dead people. Mm-hmm. I'll like never yeah.
3: hear last again. <laughs> no, not
1: at all. She ruined like it that. for me.
5: I'm ruining it for you.
2: <laughs> no, Not like, <laughs> like it. I actually
1: like it. Um, but no, but no, you're, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, this show has a chance to kind of be, um, you know, a a step back from how serious we've seen Wanda's character, uh, be in in everything she's gone through. I will say this, what I'm more curious about is when we finally see Wanda embrace being the Scarlet Witch, um, Kevin Feige is teased in Age of Ultron and Endgame, her power. Um, like, how strong she truly is and he's always walked to the line but never kind of stepped over it that's why you see um when she was really trying to kill Thanos they started shooting at her from the ship so you didn't really get to see her kind of exude all of her power I am curious Mm -hmm. how strong Kevin Feige is looking to make her because if you guys noticed in the MCU so far the people that should be super strong aren't really that strong and the people who shouldn't be are ridiculously strong. Like cat pulling down a helicopter. Um, so I'm like, how far are they willing to go with Wanda? I am curious. Um, but yeah, that is something I'm looking forward to seeing. But um Pal, I pass it to you to to finish us up with uh WandaVision. Your thoughts on the teaser.
0: I was honestly very genuinely interested especially after watching that teaser and I think it's because it is so different from anything we have seen from Marvel and I think I tend to like the last time I I felt this way where I'm like what the heck this is not Marvel this isn't the action-y serious type uh, superhero comic book movie that I was expecting. I think like the last one felt like that was obviously when it came to uh, The Gardens of the Galaxy, and then Thor Ragnarok came along, and I ended up loving those movies, and they turned out to be one of my favorite movies of the entire franchise. And I feel like I'm going to have that same attitude with WandaVision, because because um, it is just so out there. It's a sitcom, and I normally don't enjoy watching sitcoms, especially anymore. Um, and I, cause it's just like a a way of of television that it, I guess, I guess it's kind of dated now. I mean, especially, you know, the comment he just made about laugh track, like when I mean, it's just not a thing anymore. And I, it, it's going to be kind of cool to go back to our roots, you know, television wise and experience something that we just haven't ever uh, witnessed in, in the Marvel world. Um, and it's two characters that we obviously we're invested in, and it's going to be so, for me, I think what's going to be um, harder to adjust to is, you know, having Vision back because, you know, the way that turned out in the Avengers movies, he's not really with us anymore. So I, I'm just curious to see what kind of direction they go they, they go with with that. And um, the costumes and then, like, the different, you know, we saw uh, – uh, Shots in color and shots in black and white, and I'm just wondering, wait, so is it going to just alter like that, or are we just going to start with the black and white uh, shows and then go uh, transition into the colors? I don't really know, and 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 then there were some shots that we uh, like. I think we saw one uh, Scarlet Witch in her modern costume, uh, and so I like I just really don't know how the like how it's going to play out. But I am really excited about it. I have to say, I think I am more excited about Wandavision than any of the other Marvel series teasers that we saw, and I think it's just because of that, because it's just so different and it leaves us wondering what's what's going to come next. And I, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, it has the most implications uh, at, this, yeah. at this moment because we know it leads into uh, the next Doctor Strange movie. I'm not saying that Loki and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier don't have high stakes to it that could leak out to to other things. We're hoping that Thunderbolts is, is what comes from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think my biggest question mark is where do you go? So, I mean, that's why I'm more most excited right now to see WandaVision out of the three of these. But um, let's move on to the one that Tia has been dying to talk about it to you, Tia. Your thoughts on that, like, literally two-second Loki clip. I won't even say teaser. It was like a clip that we got from the, the new Loki series.
2: Listen, I could make a whole podcast on that little teaser. But, no, honestly, like, I didn't expect them to do anything just because I believe they're either in pre-production or they have literally just started production. Like, Tom Hiddleston. Posted a clip of himself like on Instagram or something doing some sort of like practice stunt, and that was it. So, obviously, you think to yourself, Well, you know that they've been filming Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know that they've been working on WandaVision, but the fact that you just get Loki there, I was, of course, a little like fangirl in me just completely like freaked out. Like, Loki is what got me into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but. I think it's interesting uh, because I think that there are a few things that you can kind of take away even from that little clip. I loved him saying, going, I'm going to burn this place to the ground because if you remember, this Loki is the Loki from the first Avengers movie. So he did not go through uh the Dark World. He did not go through Ragnarok. He didn't go through Infinity War. And as much as I absolutely loved Loki's growth throughout the MCU there is a little bit of the Loki fan in me that misses how he was kind of in the first Thor and the first Avengers movie so this is that Loki very mischievous obviously up to no good and clearly looking and first of all doesn't have that long ass wig it seems like at least for right now shorter hair someone cut his (laughs) hair but um not that I minded the long hair, but, you know. Uh, and then, obviously, looks like he's incarcerated. And someone pointed out that his uniform says TVA. And now I forget what the frickin' thing stands for. But it is something... Time variant authority. Conference. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so, so, it looks like they're going to touch upon that in the series. That's going to be some sort of implication. So, it's going to be interesting to see where... They uh, go to how they get to that point where Loki is, and the we're getting more information about the series, and it seems interesting. We're going to have Lady Loki. They're introducing um, apparently who's going to be. uh, uh, They're they're going to be casting a trans woman. Uh, in the series and if Disney can pull that off if they're brave enough to do that that's going to be huge as well so um, even though it is a small clip that like in all reality we should not even be spending time on I can spend hours on that and I did I went through Tumblr and looked at all of the gifts for that freaking clip but yeah so I'm so excited for the Loki show. I was so excited to see that. I was not expecting to see Tom Hiddleston there, and it was everything I wanted and more. I I don't know what I'm going to do when they actually release the trailer for the Loki series. You may not hear from me for a few weeks.
1: It's okay, Pia, Because around <laughs> when that trailer comes out, the Batman trailer should be out, and I'll just I'll be <laughs> just as absent. Um, Where'd you yeah, want no, to it you was, go? <laughs> You guys now know if we disappear that's where we, we, we drifted off to. But no, uh this was a good teaser. I mean, if you are a um <clears throat> if you are a fan of Rick and Morty, you kinda like if you're not familiar with um what the, the letters on his, his jumpsuit meant, like if you you know, don't know the comics, I'd attribute it more to if you're a fan of Rick and Morty you kind of have an idea on where they're going with this. Where obviously you can't have a guy that's traveling through time, um, just causing mayhem. And I'm pretty sure that there's some people that want to stop him from doing so. Joel, I assume I'm not far off from from what that that um, that organization actually is. I mean, am I? No, I mean it's, every it seems
3: like every fictional universe has their version of. Uh, time values authority like the CW has a Legends of Tomorrow and that's basically what the fuck is well, that's what that is
2: <laughs>
3: it's, a, right. it's basically like an organization that deals with um, people trying to screw up time um, and creating the fucked up multiverses that they did in Endgame as you <laughs> saw people were, were completely perplexed at the end of Endgame because of all the weird shit they did well they created a couple of fuck ups, and Loki was probably one of the biggest ones because they last set him free, and he's all over the place now in some weird alternate timelines wreaking havoc. So it seems like he eventually gets caught by who we don't know. Uh, we don't know exactly who's going to be in this show. Uh, we did hear that Owen Wilson got fucking casted as who? I have no idea. Maybe he's one <laughs> of the agents. I have no. I have no idea. It, this show is going to be all over the place. Um, it's like one. Of, it was one of the shows I was like. I wasn't super excited for because I've seen enough of Loki personally, but like I'm curious of what they're Not gonna do effort. with it. You know, I, I, I it's just my opinion. <laughs> like Loki <laughs> has a and they want to bring him back. Uh, whatever, fine. Um, he's gonna have his fun. We will probably we will get a version like you said of a lady Loki, or they they were talking about kid Loki. Um, I mean they can go a lot of different directions. I am very. I mean, it. Takes place, it seems like in an alternate timeline, but now that we know the time variance authorities in it, I mean, I, I don't know. There's, now I'm more, I'm definitely more curious now that they, they've added that little element.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the thing about it is, and this is where I'm kind of like, I want Feige and these guys to be very careful because m- me and Joel, as far as like getting people to understand, like, where things are with the DC universe, the MCU and stuff like that. It's frustrating enough for us to do that. But now it's even more frustrating. No. If you're now going into a world where Loki creates alternate worlds, cause then people are going to go, Oh, does that mean like Tony can come? No, <laughs> we're trying to move forward, no. not necessarily take steps back. So when you create things like that, you're going to have people think, wow, maybe he can come back. Same thing with the CW. Like, there is still a multiverse, and people are now going to say, well, maybe Oliver's alive in a different verse. Like, we don't need that. We're trying to move forward. Like, (laughs) they died for a reason. Let's let's keep it going. So I am curious to see if this show has implications on the actual MCU itself, or is this more self-contained to where this is a Loki adventure that you might see certain characters kind of interact with but it doesn't have big implications on the MCU itself. If it does, Joel, we are going to have a lot of headaches in the very near future. Oh, I,
3: uh, I hope <laughs> the fact that the Time Variance Authority is has, has getting involved, that that will stop that.
4: <laughs> we would hope they will do their fucking
3: jobs and we don't have to worry
1: about it. <laughs> when it comes to Loki, Joel, you never know, but we hope they do their job. Um, KJ, I'm gonna go to you. Your thoughts on the Loki clip. <laughs> I refuse to call it a teaser. It is a clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a
5: Loki yeah, that
1: was
5: yeah, that was that was not a teaser. I I uh I am always happy to see Loki. Um and that was like, oh wow, there's Loki. I wasn't expecting that. Um and I do think it's it's gonna be fun to see that sort of earlier version of him. Um I'm i I, I don't know. Uh, kind of similar to how you guys are feeling, like what does this mean? They really haven't. Um, they really haven't talked in in terms of how these shows are going to affect the movies. And you know, for a while, you had Agents of Shield that was tying in, and now Agents of Shield is in a different um, a different universe um i'm i'm interested to see and i I feel like probably with the with the uh falcon and winter soldier it's going to set the tone and we're going to know if moving forward if these shows are weaving in and out of what we're seeing on the movies or if they're more standalone um but if loki is is not standalone then like i mean then it's it's just going to be a mess And I I don't want Loki to make a mess of the MCU. So I am uh, hoping that this is sort of just the standalone and, again, uh, puts us in that uh, maybe a little bit lighter side of the MCU and just kind of having fun watching Loki wreak havoc.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you self-contain it to where Loki's just out causing chaos and it's just a really fun show, you do a few seasons of, no harm, no foul. But if you're telling me Loki is going to come back into the MCU as we know it, that's when things get confusing. And, again, mm. we have to wait and no. see how it all plays out. But it's just, like, why? <laughs> why? Like, how he yeah. died is perfect, you know? Like, I, I don't I don't want to see him back in the current MCU. I want to see him in his own little world where he's causing chaos. But then it ends, obviously, with, as Joel said, people doing <laughs> their jobs so everything he does doesn't truly matter to the world we know the MCU to be at this current juncture. Um, So, I mean, that's just where I'm hoping they keep it at. Um, But, alright, Hal, your thoughts on the Loki clip? Uh, (laughs) I thought it was
0: really um, anticlimactic for me, because we just heard him say one line, one clip, that was it, and I, I don't know, I think I they definitely did that on purpose because either, like um, Tia said, maybe it's still in development and that's really all that they have for right now, or I don't know. I think that this is probably the one show that people are really anticipating uh, for just because um, the way that things have left off in Avengers Endgame. Um, we have no idea what Loki did after he got the Tesseract back, and this is a Loki, like Tia said, back in um, – the original Avengers movie, not the one that uh, has, you know, gone through so much character development and became a better, not so much villain, but no, now he's a villain again. And um, I, I'm just, I, and I also wonder, like, you know, if he is going to interact with uh, either old characters or new characters, um, what his storyline is going to be, how it's going to impact the um, the MCU as we know it, um and again like I I don't know much about comics to be able to guess on anything but um you know it, it, I I love Loki as a character like it, he he is a really unique uh a unique character that you know no matter what kind of movie or in this case what, what show he's in, I'm sure we're gonna be in for for a ride and I, I don't know, I, I I just want more. Like I wish that they didn't go just that one clip because I think that was the one that people were mostly excited for. But I guess that just means that whenever they do drop more footage or more behind the scenes or more uh, sneak peeks of the new Loki show. I think it's just gonna drive fans insane. Like Tia said, like she's just not gonna like. We're, we're not gonna hear from her for weeks. <laughs> and I feel like, um, I think oh, she's not gonna be the only one.
1: People are just gonna freak out. Yeah, I mean that that that's my fear. I need that freaking out to be logical. Um, and yeah, we know fans be not be worth, uh,
0: Like amounting <laughs> to the
2: excitement. Yeah. Yeah, we we know fans
1: different. not to be so. Uh, they're not really that logical uh w- when it comes to fandom, so hopefully they understand that not only does the show need to be on the on the side of of logical, they need to be on the side of logical um because I don't want us to get our expectations of what this may mean too wide. Um, let's contain it a bit and hope that they contain it also um uh, but all right let's right. move on before um before uh no. See, I'm reading your message now. No, I'm not. Um, uh, let's move on to our next trailer. Uh, let's go on something that even more uh, frustrating of a concept. Uh, let's go to Fast Nine or F Nine Fast Saga, the, whatever they're calling it. Um, interesting. And I'll pass it to you, Joel. <laughs> um.
3: It was- it happened, you know. We watched it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it. It was, um, I didn't. I, it was fun. It looked just like you, what you would expect from a Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, we're on, um, what movie? it said ninety, right? You said Fast ninety or some shit like that. Anyway, the right. point is, yes, 90. I was, I was blown away by the crazy shit they pull off in this just this trailer. Uh, I think I saw Vin Diesel catch a car. It was insane. Uh, I was...
4: I was was amazed. at was bare (laughs) hands. It
3: was bare hands on top of a car. uh, I'm very curious more than anything with with this movie. Um, And, of course, uh, if everyone saw the trailer, the surprise at the end that Han is fucking alive. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I've been... I've been justice for Han for like ever. Like how the hell they got, they've been cool with the fucking guy that killed him and gave him his own movie. I'm like, well, I don't know what that was all about, but you know, but they brought him back <laughs> to life. And I guess that's how they made up for it. Um, I'll probably end up watching it. I enjoy them for what they are. I don't try to think too much. John Cena is going to be playing Vin Diesel's brother. Apparently cool. Uh, welcome to the family with literally, um, and, Shit, Um. yeah, there's not much else to
1: say. I mean, it looks fucking nuts. First thing I remember having a conversation with someone about when that trailer dropped was, I was seeing a lot of people were like, oh, man, I can't wait to see, like, did Han escape? Did Jason Statham's character not really kill him? And I'm like, you guys are thinking too logically. Like, I go way left when it comes to Fast. I'm like, he died. And, like, Vin Diesel took his car, went to the, you know, went either to hell or heaven. You know, talk to either God or the devil and, you know, got Han back and that's how he's back. Like, that's where I think Fast is. I don't think logically to where it's like, oh, they hid how he died. He didn't really die. I think what is the craziest thing Vin Diesel can do? I know. He can drive to the afterlife and go get Han and bring him back. Like, that's where I think because that's how insane these movies find their ways of being. Um, the fact that this car latched onto a rope and was like a slingshot through the air is just mm-hmm. like, all right, all the of grapple, belief son. has to be, like, I can't even suspend belief when it comes to facts. I have to ditch it. Like, as soon as I walk to the movie theater doors, all belief has to go. And that's how I'm able to enjoy these movies. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting it not to really make sense. And I'm also expecting to see things that just could never really happen. Um, but yeah, this series needs to end and I'm really hoping this is the linchpin to help it do so. Um, but yeah, see ya. I'm going to kick it to you.
2: Make sense of all this, you know, tell us how much you love the (laughs) the show. I keep thinking back on like other podcasts that we did when they first released the trailer for Hobson Shaw and Idris Elba had some sort of like exosuit skeleton on And you said that, like, there is no logic now. Like, they're going to literally go to space one day because in the trailer for this, like, there's a jet, like, coming next to them and everything. Like, I was like, and I'll be honest with you, I think I watched the first movie, like, back in the day. So I don't rem- I don't I don't know nothing about anything. The only reason why I know about Han is because of when Hobbs and Shaw was coming out, everyone was just that the guy who kills him is getting his own movie, right? Just as Joel said. But um yeah, it's like to see what it has become this franchise is absolutely hilarious. And then I was so I was watching the trailer and like, I don't know, for some reason, I'm like starting to like John Cena in movies. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, he looks cool. Until I went online, someone made the comparison that he looks like uh, one of the characters from uh, Night at the Roxbury. And then it was completely ruined for me. And I was like, I can't see <laughs> anything else other than this. But um, if, if Juan, if you're looking for logic in the Fast and the Furious franchise, you're not getting any. Um, at, at this point, they're going to take Han's car and they're going to say that they went to like the pet cemetery, or it's going to be like the scene in Batman vs. Superman, where, like you know, or Justice League or whatever, where they like walk into the water and he's resurrected or something like that. It's going to be crazy yeah. because that's just where Vin Diesel's mind is right now. But I think I heard um, this is a nice one, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, the ninth one, yep.
2: Okay, I think I heard that Vin Diesel is either, A, planning on, like, splitting, like, the movie into two movies, and, or, like, at ten is when it's going to be, like, finito. But who knows? Because, the, you know, you could do anything. Yeah. You could continue <laughs> you one. Ten audience. part one, just, ten part two. <laughs> or, yeah, there yeah. you go. Know, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, this this movie is so disgusting. I do have a bit of, like, a juicy rumor for you guys. So, apparently, um, the the way that the contract between The Rock and Vin Diesel is set up is so, like, they never have to do a movie together again. Um, So, like, you won't see Vin Diesel in Hobbs and Shaw if they even do any more of those and vice versa. But what's funny about that, if that is true, is that, um, Shaw's mom is in this trailer. So it's like, all right, well, you're, you're pulling from people of that world, but like, why not just bring them back in, into this world? But it just turns out, um, the rock and Vin Diesel really do not like each other. So that's very interesting and something to pay attention to because the rock wouldn't have Hobbs and Shaw without Vin Diesel. Um, so that's very interesting. So I'm, I'm curious on how that plays out, but, uh, That was intriguing to me. Very intriguing to me. Um, KJ, uh, I don't want to ask you what your thoughts on the trailer were. I want to ask you something a little bit more profound. I want to ask you, where else can this movie possibly go? Uh, Listen, I have not seen a single one of these movies. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) I
5: I considered uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw because I love The Rock. And then when this when this uh, trailer hit during the Super Bowl, I, I for a second I was like, oh, I'm John Cena. Oh, oh no, I'm not gonna watch that. That's Fast and Furious because it's too late now. Like how I, I'm not gonna go back and watch eight of these movies to catch up to see nine for John Cena. However, if they do Race to Space, I'm a big fan of space movies, so if like Fast and Furious 10 is Race to Mars, I'll consider it. But Otherwise, I have, like, zero to offer you (laughs) when it comes to Fast and Furious. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) It's funny because I always tell everyone Fast and Furious, I've never viewed to be a franchise that you literally have to watch one, two, three, four, five, so on and so forth. You legit could pick any movie and just kind of go, all right, I kind of get the gist of this. Like, they stopped racing eight movies ago, and it's just like, it's now like Grand Theft Auto, but like in a movie world. Like they just do whatever. It just doesn't matter anymore. They do whatever. They get shot thirty times. They get a they get a health pack. They come back. Like that's how crazy this franchise has become, but it does not necessarily mean you have to watch from the start to now. You can literally just watch Fast Nine and kinda of go, I, I get the gist. I I understand. No no no, say nothing else. I get it. I I get the whole franchise. And I think it'd be alright. Okay,
5: so if I was so if I was going to watch one, like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot because Juwan said I should. Which
1: one should I watch? Like, what is the Oh, the easily, Fast Five. Here? Fast Five is the best Fast and Furious movie to date. I could even say that Fast Five would be the best Fast and Furious movie ever. Um, it was the last of the movies in this whole new regime that actually cared mm-hmm. about racing. Um, because that's what this franchise is supposed to be about. Uh, it cared about racing. And then after Fast Five is when you get, this must be a spy thriller now. Like, they don't care about racing or anything. Um, I was shocked that they even had Nitrous in this in this trailer. I'm like, oh, I thought you forgot about it. I, I thought it just didn't matter anymore. Um, so, yeah, uh, Fast Five. Watch that, and then you'll appreciate it, and then you'll see Fast Six, and then you'll go, Fast Five is where I'll leave it at. That's what you'll say. So,
3: <laughs> that's what you'll do.
4: All right. That's true. Yeah. Right, Joelle. It's like a whole right?
3: different. It's a whole different series after four. Like four, and that's 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 not even. It's a different world. Like the first three are nothing like the the next five. No, <laughs> not at
1: all. And the craziest thing, KJ, is in the midst of the first five Fast and Furious movies, one of them has literally nothing to do with the other. Uh, the other seven. Nothing. Yeah. I really like that one. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> that's, <a third laughs> that's the craziest thing. It had nothing yeah. to so do with it, anything. It didn't even tie back
3: Was in. it the same Tokyo? characters? No. No. No, it not completely one of the different characters. Cast? But that's completely the one different cast. that introduces Han. <laughs> <It> <laughs>
2: that's is. where we get Han It is
1: the one that introduces Han because it introduces uh, uh, drifting. That's why it's called Tokyo. Yeah. Drift, I think. Tokyo Drift. So it introduces drifting, yeah. and that's where Han comes in. Han is the connective piece from that movie yeah. to the rest of them. But
3: yeah. Ben Diesel's at the very, even... very, very end of that, that movie. That's like a cameo. Right.
1: <laughs> but the point that I want to make about Han is that Han was such a small character in the Fast movies that you forget that he was even in Tokyo Drift to know that that is how it connects to the rest of the Fast movies. Because Han was such a small part and then, quote, unquote, died. So you're like, oh, well, that, that's Han, you know? So, but, again, yeah. Fast five. I mean, he dies in need.
3: Tokyo Drift.
1: That's where he dies.
3: He does die in Tokyo
1: <laughs> Drift. Yep, he does. Yep, yep. So that's why there there you four go.
3: and five are, like, prequels. Look, it's getting complicated. Yeah. We're going to make it worse for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, KJ. Just watch Fast Five, and that's the only Fast right. and Furious movie you need to watch. That's it. I got it. Got it. Pal, we need you to top KJ. Uh, Please tell (laughs) us that you've seen any of these Fast and Furious movies.
0: Um. I will say I watched one, and that was Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh, no. And I don't think, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that really helped
1: in my case at all. <laughs> no. I mean, Joelle thinks it was a good movie. I think any movie that has Bow Wow in it, I I view to be unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Hey, so. I, I I've enjoyed, enjoyed Bow Wow good. movies. Yeah. I, oh, I know it was good, And at least, like, I
0: understand, like, that one character that you guys are talking about, like, apparently came back from the dead. At least I understand why. Um, like, who he is and why it's, like, such a big deal. I don't know. I, just like you, Duane, I'm just tired. Uh, I totally these franchises just need to know when it's time to just, you know, leave it alone, move on to something new, come up with something original and something better. Because, man,
1: nine movies, come on. It's going to be almost you know 20 what's... years since this whole franchise started. I'm just done. <laughs> you know what's crazy, pal? I had someone tell me. Uh, Because I'm a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan, right? Like, I love them, Mm -hmm. albeit two of them that were just atrocious. Uh, But I do love the the franchise as a whole. I had someone tell me they should have stopped doing those a long time ago, but they're the same people who are a fan of this fast universe. I'll never get that. I'll never get how they think we should have nine Fast and Furious movies, but Pirates, that should have ended a long time ago. I'll never understand that. I'll never get that. I'll never get that. Yeah, never get that. That, I mean, that, to me, is crazy. What
0: other franchise has extended their universe to nine movies besides the – not even the MCU, because, yeah, there are 21 – or, excuse me, like it, there there's a lot of movies, but um they're not all, like – we've only had trilogies. That's it. Like, I don't understand why it needs to extend to nine movies, like – Maybe Saw, I, I guess Saw would be one of the franchises that have extended out to more than just three or four movies, but yeah, it. come on, it, I don't know, I, I can't really say much because I haven't seen the movie, so I'm sure some of them are good, but I. you know me, I'm a proponent to, to uh, learn when to to let go and come up with the original movies because then people are going to end up loving those movies and you know what they're probably going to make a franchise out of it, out of it anyway like the Joker so I don't know
1: I don't think I'm ever going to win this title <laughs> now I will say this I feel really bad about my disdain for the Fast series mainly because they're going to spin off and do a series that's all female and I do want to support that but it takes place in the Fast and Furious universe so I'm like no, no interest. Like I just want yeah. these movies itself to stop. It was the same feeling I had when they wanted to do more of the Expendables. Stop. Right. I don't want to see Sylvester Stallone at ninety trying to make these movies work. <laughs> just stop. It. Oh just
3: like, yeah. I don't
2: want to see it anymore. I it will always
3: take Sylvester Stallone trying to do action movies. I can't wait for no, 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 one of a hundred. No. Still doing expendable sweaters. I'm, I'm in.
1: I'm no, in no. for that. See, <laughs> see, that's where I that's where I I separate. Sylvester Stallone could do. They're activities. doing a Christmas
3: special, bro. It's gonna be fucking oh, awesome. Boy. All those old. F- Goodness <laughs> <they're> gonna, <laughs> It's gonna be great. Goodness gracious. I'm with
2: Joel here. I'm here with Joel. The retirement <laughs>
1: home. The retirement home is the lot that they're shooting these movies from. Like that. That's how old all of these guys are. Can't wait the Wait until Vin Diesel's old. No, we don't great. even have to wait that long. Betty White over. is the next villain. Betty White will be the villain of the next expendable one. Because that's how old they're looking to go. It's just ridiculous. It's enough. Anyway, it. let's move on. Because I've now gotten frustrated. Because Vin Diesel just gives me a headache. <laughs> um, let's move on. I want to talk... Uh, the bloodshot. I guess... <laughs> Yes, except for Bloodshot. That's when I accept Vin Diesel. Or if he gets casted as Black Bolt, because it means he won't talk. I'll accept that, too. I'll take it. Sign mm. me up. Anyway. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, our last trailer, Spiral. I believe it's called, right, Joel. It is the Saw reimagination or whatever Chris Rock is trying to, to BS his way to calling. Spiral. Um, wow. Uh, I saw the trailer. Eh, eh, we'll see. Um, only reason why I won't be so hard on it is because I remember seeing the trailer for the original Saw movie and going, eh, eh, eh ugh, whatever. And then I left it going, this, this is horror. This is how you reinvent horror. This, this is how you do it. Um, so I'm holding out hope that this could be good, but not really feeling it. I kind of already feel like I can guess who the killer is. I'm telling you guys now. Kind of feel like it's Samuel Jackson. Um, I could be completely wrong, but there's nothing more entertaining than seeing that doll, seeing that doll ride up on the bike and having the voice of Samuel Jackson. You guys can't tell me that that wouldn't be the most glorious thing to listen to (laughs) for an hour and forty five minutes. Samuel Jackson as the voice of that little puppet. That's what my money's on. Chris Rock, you're a genius. I hope that's the case, Joelle. Your thoughts on Spiral?
4: Uh,
3: I have no idea. <laughs> uh I I, I probably I seen the first two I'm mean, no, sorry. I saw the first four Spiral movies. And then I lost track. I always meant to go back and watch them, but I never did. Uh maybe I will. One of these days I'll go back and watch them. But as of right now, uh I stopped at four and then this one seems different. Uh there's a detective feel to it. Uh, I'm intrigued with, with Chris Rock involved, Samuel Jackson. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I need to see more. Uh, I hope it's good. Uh, a new, a new. If, if they're gonna twist it, I can't wait to see how they twist it and how they how they work with it because the originals uh, of the ones I saw were actually pretty good. I, I did enjoy. There was kind of a mental aspect to so it. It was very gory. It was very hard to watch for certain people and for certain scenes cuz it's fucking crazy. But I I did enjoy the, the mindfucky this. Especially like the one was me about the first movie and that the way it ends is so like how do you top the way the first movie ends? I have no idea cuz it got everybody. No one saw that coming. And to top that, yeah, no you know, one. It's been hard ever it's been it's been hard to ever top that, so I I wish this movie good luck. Uh, I hope it is well, um, and and we'll see. But uh, I'm glad they're trying something different, though. You know, as long as it's not saw I saw twenty, like it seemed like it was going saw three D, which was like saw ten, whatever it was. But I'm I'm glad it's, it's something. It's, it's something. It's similar but different.
1: Yeah, I mean, this does look, and this is my guess. Outside looking it, it does look like. The motivations of this kid Saw will be more so because of a police-involved shooting. Maybe they go the route of an unarmed person that was, that was shot by a police officer, is exacting revenge on corrupt cops. It feels like that is where they're going for this movie. If I turn out to be right, guys, it's not because I'm, I'm smart or anything. It's just because they made eight Saw movies before this one. It's just predictable at this point. I mean, there's just only so many things you could do when you make nine movies about the same thing. Um, so that's just my guess from the outside looking in. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember here. Sorry, completely knocked me off my, my kilter here. I'm thinking of Samuel Jackson as the puppet. Anyway, uh, we have Dan o- on the line. Dan, uh, you there? Hey, guys. What's up? What's going on, man? All right, before I ask you your opinion on this trailer, most <coughs> important thing. How excited would you be to sit in the movie theater for an hour and forty-five minutes hearing Samuel L. Jackson as the puppet? I'm excited to
6: hear and see Samuel L. Jackson in anything. Uh, that guy, <laughs> and he—that's such a pedigree right there. Where he, any any movie that he's in, for the most part, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be all in for. Uh, but yeah, I think this movie is is going to be unique apart from the other saw movies i think this will be more story based whereas uh you guys were saying the other ones just kind of went for the gore factor as they kept going on and on uh i saw the first 3 if i'm if i'm not mistaken and th- like the first one was obviously you know more it had more of a narrative to it and it made more sense and then it got real schlocky as it went on and like you guys said the uh 3d it was when it hit the you know bottom of the barrel really, uh, but I, I like this like reinvention for Chris Rock. It's it's got a very uh, what was it, Jordan Peele feel to it, uh, and I I like it, man. I dig it that these uh, famous comedians are going the horror route. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: And, and it looks like it's supposed to feel like it's. It's more serious. Chris Rock is mm-hmm. gonna be the the comedian type in this. Um, I, all I say is just, I mean, the trailer even ended with the similar, uh, uh, you know, uh, torture scene of what we got in the second movie. I think it was the the end credit second or third movie, whichever one was the one where they had to saw their leg off. I think that might have actually been the first one. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah kind of like. One. I'm like, we saw this. What are you doing? So, I mean, I just, I'll wait to see how this all uh, pans out. But to me, I already told you guys what I feel like this movie is going to be. And if it is, it's just like, I have no interest (laughs) in seeing if they make another one of these. But Dom, you are a horror movie expert, aficionado, (laughs) I would actually say. What were your thoughts on this
4: reimagination of Saw? uh i think it was kind of underwhelming yeah, a little bit um i'm not a huge fan of the guy that, uh will uh max Minghella, the opposite uh i guess chris rock's partner in the movie and that's just because of the internship he was real like the perfect douchey guy and i, I hate him in real life so that's just how he's got to deal with it <laughs> um but uh I mean, comedians themselves have the darkest minds. Um, that's why they're able to do comedy, because if you really look at it, it's always really dark. Um, so like Jordan Peele having success in the horror field, uh, I hope Chris Rock is able to do that same thing. Um, I wish he would have done something, his, like I guess, original, because... Um, Saw like like everybody was saying it, it kind of got played out after a while. I stopped after like three or four or two. I just kind of like okay, I get it. I, I kind of I I got to the point where I wanted to know who the killer was and who, what the what the whole labyrinth was of who were uh, was uh running the whole thing and then I lost interest because it was like you're just stringing me along and I'm I'm cool. I don't I I can have a girl do that, but um. Yeah I have I have high hopes Because Chris Rock Is a very intelligent person um, And a good writer So I hope And I have high hopes That it's going to be good But from the preview They're just riding The kind of wave Of like People liking The original Saw movies And then We get to hear Sam Jackson say Motherfuckers So that you know Of course you had to put that In the trailer So um yeah, I, I, it might be a little more of a twisted story and it's going to have a political message in it because that's Chris Rock's comedy is 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 uh, political. So um, I think it might turn some people off uh, after they've seen it, but uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be OK.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They said Chris Rock brought, like, this amazing script to them that just kind of blew everyone away. Um, I just, like Joel said, I don't know how you top what they did in the original. Um, Because that was just like, yo, he was there the entire time? Like, what? I don't know how you top that. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see how they find ways of of figuring out how to top that. Um, But, yeah, I mean... God bless them. Is really all I could say. Um, yeah. But all right, let's um, let's move on. I want to ask. I want to ask you this, Joelle. Be, before you go, I want to ask you this. We had this conversation uh, a while ago about who we thought Christian Bale could be playing in Thor. Four, I guess. Oh no, Thor: Love and Thunder. Couldn't think of the name of the movie. God bless me. Um, Remember how we kept saying, Joel, he's not going to be Beta Ray Bill. He's not going to be Beta Ray Bill. And no one really kind of seems to believe us on that. Um, are you any closer to having a inkling on who you think they might have him be as this villain? Or is there anyone you would like to see him be um, as a villain for this movie?
3: No, and no, I have no idea. I definitely <laughs> don't think he's Beta Ray Bill.
1: <laughs>
4: no, definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure definitely. that
3: uh, that I'll agree with. Uh, but no, I, I I really don't. I don't know. I mean, everyone everything was pointing towards possibly the Minotaur. Uh, I forget his name, but um, which seems likely. Um, still seems like it's likely. Uh, but it, it's just one of those things where he's playing an alien, right, or something. Uh, I forget what it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could have all guessed that he was going to play some type of weird alien creature or whatever the fuck. Um, CGI monster possibly. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'll be very patient here on the sideline until they decide to fucking tell us. I hope it's someone that I'll be recognized. If it's not, well, you know, whatever. We'll we'll get used to it and we'll learn to love it.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the character I told you a while ago? I, I thought that he was going to be playing? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so for anyone who does not know, I was saying a while ago that I thought he would be Gore the God-Killer. Uh, Gore the God-Killer mm-hmm. in the comics obviously is exactly what his name is. He goes around and he kills God. Um, it just made perfect sense because you need someone – because you used Surtur and you didn't really use Surtur the best. So it's like, all right, Tyga gets another shot. Let's go for a villain that you can not only – somewhat have fun with but you can kind of strike that ruthlessness and who better than gore the god killer um who's looking to kill thor and maybe uh natalie portman's powers is more so a passing on rather than thor's thor and she's now the the new thor maybe she becomes a new thor by the death of thor it just all makes the most sense um, so that's where my mind goes is Gore the God Killer. you always trying to as kill Joel people. said. Oh, all the time. Heroes should die. Uh it's called steaks. Um, but uh Gore the God Killer is like something I've wanted for a while. Say mash. it again, Joel.
3: I said no, I like steaks with mash. Yeah. And corn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, no, they no,
3: no. fries on the side.
1: Steaks. Those are the steaks I like. Steak steaks. steaks.
3: No, yeah, thanks. I heard you. Sakes. I
1: like steak, <laughs> Meaning rare. I like them. This is Conversations Between Me and Joel. everyone. Uh, welcome. Um, Tia, I'm going to go to you. Um, I guess my question to you would be, is it shocking to you that Christian Bale is going to be a villain in Thor Love and Thunder?
2: <laughs> All I was thinking about was, I couldn't wait to tell Joelle that I like my steaks uh, well done. But anyway, I think it's cool. Honestly, I, Christian Bale is a incredibly talented actor. I would have never guessed that he would be involved in the MCU, so that's certainly something that is surprising. And if he is going to be playing a villain, then he's going to be great at it. Um, he was American Psycho, so I think that he'll be able to really bring something to whatever role is given to him. Obviously, I'm not too well-versed in the comics, so I can't tell you who I think that he honestly would play. It is hilarious that everyone thought that it was going to be Beta a Bill, but now we have confirmation that it's going to be a villain, and I just, after Thor Ragnarok, I trust Taika Waititi, and I believe that Christian Bale needed to have really enjoyed what was pitched to him for him to be involved. So whatever it is, it's going to be good. And at least I guess we have confirmation on who the villain, at least one of the villains, if he's not the main villain, one of the villains in uh, Thor Love and Thunder is going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the thing about Thor is the first three movies barely scratch the surface of Thor's, I guess, rogue gallery. He does not have one as extensive as Batman or Flash or even Green Lantern. He has a really good rogue gallery, um, but he does have one. He does have a significant one. Again, I kind of wish Surtur was something that they built up to. Um, But then again, I guess you could say the thought was was always that Thor 3 would be the last one. Um, I just did not like how they portrayed Surtur. Um, But Surtur kind of just fit what they were doing with that movie. It was more of a joyful, playful movie that he just kind of, Clancy Brown being the voice, kind of fit in. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're bringing in Christian Bale, I do hope that Taika keeps the same playfulness but you kind of tweak it a bit to where you can get serious um, and kind of just really let Christian Bale stretch his legs. Um, and that's why I really kind of hope it's Gore, because that's a character that if you, if you kind of just let them kind of stretch their legs, it's a really devious character. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, whoever they choose for Christian Bale to be, he's an amazing actor. Taika obviously knows how to do Thor movies. So to me, I won't be upset wherever they decide to go with it. Um, Dan, I'll pass it to you. Um, anyone you'd like to see Christian Bale um, be specifically for, for the villain of this Thor movie? Um, and how excited are you to hear that he's actually going to be the villain? Well, first off, I am
6: I love that they have him in, in this. Uh, I think I'm with Tia. I think anything you put him in, he's going to give his all. And he's going to be great. I He's the least that I'm worried about uh, in terms of who I think he was going to be. And you made a great argument for Gore because he's, I think he's more of a, uh, he's a relatively new villain. Is he not?
1: Uh, Gore's been around uh, for a while. Not, not, okay. I don't want to say that long. i say maybe O, early 2000, maybe around Newish. there. Yeah, is but a not new. new,
3: new to me. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't grow up with him, so.
6: Right, because I, I remember I've seen a lot of panels of him recently, like him battling King Thor and whatnot. But I, I yeah. do think. I mean. That, that would.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no,
6: I, mean, I, I saying I,
3: I just he became popular again recently. That's what it is.
6: Okay. Yeah, I, I think in terms of being able to stretch his legs and his acting chops. Could probably I think that would be the best bet is, with going as uh, with Gore, but I remember hearing that he was going to he was going to do like the voice for the character, so it made me think he was going to there was going to be some CGI character in there. So my first thought was uh, Mangog, uh, and he's a mm-hmm. pretty old, I think he's an older villain. He, he was around for a long long time, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I did a little research on him. And supposedly, he's sh- way stronger than Thor, and he gets his powers from hatred. So, I don't know if that's something that, because it's love and thunder, so maybe hatred has something to do with it. I don't know. Just has like Ooh. a, uh, yeah, there's like a written. little juxtaposition there. But, I, yeah, I think, and he's this large creature, so obviously, you could have Bale do the voice for it, but. I don't know. I don't know point. if Bale would go for something like that. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I, w- I will say this. I wanted to keep this in mind. That was a. That was a great, great, great pick, um, Dan. There's also yeah, a Thor, a Thor villain that's not necessarily a Thor villain specifically. I think he kind of makes his rounds, um, but he is a human that could then take form of like this manatar kind of creature. Um, oh, okay, but that's he's cool. like a. Yeah, he's like a businessman, Uh, like, he owns this corporation or whatever, but, like, he could turn himself into, like, this monster, and I think because this movie is going to probably take (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, no, when I say Minotaur, I don't mean, like, half-human, like, bottom half is, like, a horse. I mean that in, like, he becomes, like, a full-on creature.
3: Yeah, well, he's a Minotaur. They're half-bull. They're, like, man-bulls. That's what minotaurs are. That's what he becomes. Dario. That's the thing,
1: Dario. Yes, Hager. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you know who I'm talking about, Joe. Yeah,
3: he becomes a minotaur. Okay, perfect. That's why they yes, call him okay. minotaur. <laughs>
1: um, the reason why I went with that is because I'm assuming that at least 85% of this movie will take place on Earth. Um, so if it does, that makes the most sense. Um, if he plays that character, um. That, to me, makes the most sense. But I really like your logic, Dan. That that was, that was really good. That was really, really, really good. I wasn't thinking that. Love and Thunder, you bring some hate in there. I like it. I like it. No one hates more than I do. So I like that, man. I like it. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh, Dom, well, I mean, try to top that. <laughs> Who do you think
4: <laughs> um... Christian
1: Bale could be playing?
4: Well, well, noticing that, like, Marvel, of course, uh, like most franchises, they want um, pretty people, and you don't want to hide the pretty people. Um, And since the movies are going to connect to a bigger uh, multitude of movies and this character having been um, hinted at, I initially thought Adam Warlock, um, we – kind of got, like, we had a little peek of them, and then they did nothing with it, and we didn't know if they're going to come back to it. And um, with Christian Bale looking the way he looks and um, with, um, you know, being space-driven, and, you know, it's going to probably tie into Guardians of the Galaxy at some point or some way and looking for another bigger villain, possibly, that can go uh, cross-movie, uh, from maybe Thor to Guardians or to whatever else they want to do since he's not a character that would easily be thwarted. I, that's what I initially thought was Adam Warlock.
1: It's not that far. I would say to you is Adam Warlock wouldn't be in here because you'd assume Feige would want to let um, uh, what's his name? God, I can't think of the director who did um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but you assume he would let him... Gunn. Gunn. James Gunn. Thank you, Joel. You assume he would let James Gunn introduce the character that he teased. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't assume he would be in this. Just like a lot of people that are taking these huge-ass leaps like, oh, Dr. Doom. What? Why would Dr. Doom be in the (laughs) Thor movie? Like, what
2: what sense does
1: that make? Like, you guys are just like, you're grasping now. Um, But yeah, so that's a little bit of of reach only because I assume James Gunn would want to bring in that character um, that he birthed in the MCU. Uh, so that's the only pushback I would have, Dom, but I would never be against that. I think Christian Bale would be a freaking amazing um, Adam Warlock. Um, I just don't know if you'd sell Christian Bale on seeing Adam Warlock. Um, but, pal, um, before you go, pal, I, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, who you would like to see Christian Bale be or – just how excited you are to hear that he is officially being the villain of this movie instead of what people were really assuming would be, I guess, the co-partner, a hero, I guess <laughs> the the fourth hero yeah. in, the, in this movie.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like I thought for me, I feel like I had my fair share of um, Christian Bale when he was our Batman for so long. And he had a good run with the comic book superhero movies, and I was glad that he moved on to other things. And now he's kind of, now he's back, but like, in the Marvel, in the MCU. And I'm kind of mixed about it. He's a great actor, so, like, I, I have no doubt that um, when he fulfills his role that he's going to be this, I, I hope it's going to be the next bad villain in the MCU Um but, I mean, could it have been cast in a different way? I think I would have preferred that because, you know, Christian Bell's already such a big name. We already know him as Batman, and I don't think I will ever really see him other than uh, Bruce Wayne, you know. Um, so I, I wish they could have casted someone different. But, you know, again, that's not discrediting anything on Christian Bale's part. Like, he, like I said, he is a phenomenal actor, and I'm sure he's going to, um, you know, we haven't really seen him in, um, we saw him as a good guy in, in Batman, so, like, it'd be uh, awesome to see him portrayed as the villain this time around, especially, you know, against Thor. Um, and Like, you know, I was reading that we don't really know too much about his villain just yet. Like, you guys were discussing, like, you're, you're kind of speculating what he might be or who he might be, and, um you know, I, again, like I, I've been saying all night, I don't know too much about the comic book side of things to be able to really make a, a good guess on who, who he's, like the extent of his powers and all that. But, um, I, I mean, if it, it, it seems like it's official, don't really have any, I can't really think much about it. So, I mean, it's still not going to stop me from watching for, And if, especially with of Y T V behind the, on the director's chair, I, I, I still believe that it'll be a good movie um i, I don't really have any doubts about it i guess it's just a matter of me you know kind of forgetting that this is not <laughs> not batman it, it's christian tale and you know we don't even know what his character's going to look like but hopefully you know they'll, they'll be um you know he'll, he'll be uh really uh like he's going to disappear into the character i guess is what i'm trying to say so that they'll probably help me out with you know m- seeing him more than just, like, the Batman character,
1: if you know what I mean. I will say this, pal. I'm glad you say that because every day I wake up and I go, why can't there just be more Batman? Like, just more Batman. (laughs) Just give me more Batman. You know, just keep showing him. You know, like, why not? Um, But I will say this. What excites me the most is that a guy that we would have never guessed would want to be a part of a world like this, wanting to be a part of a world like this, means I mean, this is definitely going to be a cannot-miss movie um, when it drops because if he agreed to do it, I mean, it's, it's the same feeling you kind of got when Phoenix was like, yeah, I'll be Joker. It's like if he says he's going to be Joker, it has to be because he really wanted to do it because he shied away from doing the Doctor Strange, um, you know, right. doing anything kind of really in that world. So it's like if they want to do it, this, this is a dream come true for us. We're fans of his. We know how good of an actor he is. We know how good of a director Tyke is. It's like, come on. It's like, it, it, it's the best thing possible. So I just mean, you know, it's going to be a good thing for him. Uh, I think he's getting tired of doing Oscar movies that either aren't winning or aren't nominated. So he's like, ah, what the hell? I'll get back into, you know, superhero world. Why not? Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean he, he's,
5: Right, like he – last year he
0: was nominated for Best Actor for – um no, he won. Did he – hold on. I'm, like, having a brain fart I don't right think now, he won he last year.
2: He, last he won he, Oh, no.
0: I, I, yeah, he won He, won he did life, win last year. But, he
1: did because he said, thank yeah, you, you I was, remember he, that. Yeah, he said, thank you, Satan. Cause
2: I remember it was, that. Because yeah. he was
0: all that, you know, makeup. He he was Dick Cheney, so, like, he was wearing all the makeup and, oh, that yeah. and all
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and yeah, then this
0: year – with Ford versus Ferrari, a lot of people thought he was a contender, possibly for best actor or supporting actor, depending on how they were going to characterize it. But he didn't get nominated, so you know yeah, some it's people said he was snub for that. It's a yeah, thing. Um,
1: right. it's funny because he is valid. Just said John John Bernthal. <laughs> yeah, you went right past Christian Bale.
0: <laughs>
1: you went right, right. past well, Christian Bale. Yeah, like, no, no, John deserved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he he definitely um has had a, a good round. I, I would say, like, I mean, maybe you know was successful last year. Maybe not so much this year. But yeah, maybe you're right, Juan. He wants to do something different, a little bit more fun. Maybe something more on the box office side of things, you know, some of them make him more successful in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I'm not going to stop him. I'm still going to watch the movie.
1: And I think he wants to do something he can keep his actual body weight. Like, he doesn't have to fluctuate. Like, it's like, hey, you weigh 250, you can be 250 for this movie, Christian Bale. Like, you don't have to gain 800 pounds or lose 900 pounds. It's okay. You just yeah, for it.
2: real. I think,
1: I, think, I think he enjoys that the most. Um, But all right, yep. let's move on to our final topic of the night, and let's talk Doctor Strange news. Joy, I'm gonna kick it off to you. What was the Doctor Strange news that we got?
3: Well, I don't know. No, but that, look, we got huge Doctor <laughs> Strange news because obviously we uh, Doctor Strange lost its director like a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. um, and um, Scott Derrickson uh, stepped away due to creative differences and it looks like today we got news that Sam Raimi is taking over the directing duties of Doctor Strange in, in the Multiverse of Madness and and I'm very very intrigued uh at this this choice because it's just so it's so out of left field I, I was never expected to see Sam Raimi do a, an MCU movie um but I'm very curious to see how it works out I'm excited just because of the name alone um I am a fan But also because I just know how twisted it's going to make the internet. It's just so funny, Uh, and it just made me laugh as I I was as I put as I was reporting it on Facebook. It's just I'm just so excited. Just I'm very curious how they're going to pull this off because Doctor Strange is already becoming one of the most hyped movies going uh, coming soon, and uh, because all the fucking cameos that we keep hearing about and, and how it connects to to Wandavision and Loki and all this extra stuff. So. Uh, I, I'm just now we have a director and they wanna film it during the summer, so now they they seem to be on track. So hopefully all everything works works out and it is Sam Raimi and we get to see a Sam Raimi a Sam Raimi MCU movie.
1: Yeah, and apparently one of the things that attracted uh Fige to Sam Raimi is his ability to make a non rated R horror movie kinda not really superhero movie <laughs> like, like i know none of what yeah. i just said makes sense but that's what attracted feige to a guy like that because he has the capabilities to make something that's kind of horror it rides the line of horror but could still in its own beat. like if you ever listen to sam raimi's interviews about spider-man 3 he very much wanted to make it a drastically darker movie than the other two movies um and it worked it, it, it was darker, not better, but darker than the other movies that came before it. Um, so, obviously, he can give that darker feel. I am more interested in seeing, uh, Dom, you can speak to this more so than, than me, really, um, if they're going to do horror in this. is it? Because I'm trying to remember Sam Raimi's horror style. Is he more of a practical guy? Are we going to get more of a visual-esque? Um, I'm just curious about those kind of things, but I mean, everyone that's freaking out about Sam Raimi as director of Dr. Strange 2, I'm like, all right, I want to know where all you people were when Scott Derrickson first got the job for the first Dr. Strange. None of you were that new, really knew who he was. Like you're like, all right, whatever. So I'm like, all right, you saw it and you enjoyed it. Like give Sam Raimi a chance to do something really cool. The Doctor Strange 2. Is it the guy I thought they were going to go for? No. Do you have a problem with it? No. <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doctor Strange 2 also isn't that high. It wasn't when Scott Derrickson was there Um, on my list. It, 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 more so what I'm interested about, about that movie is the implications it has going forward, more so than the movie itself. Um. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It just doesn't really make a difference to me. I mean, Joel is starting to wear on me to where it's like, it doesn't make a difference. If it's a good movie, who cares? You're welcome. Um, no, it's not a thank you, Joel. I prefer when I'm hating on things. Uh, Tia, yeah, I'm going to go to you. I did see you were a little vocal on Twitter, Tia, so I want to go to you next. <laughs> Your thoughts on Sam Raimi uh, taking the realm of, um, of director for uh, Doctor Strange 2?
2: I don't have a problem with Sam Raimi. I just think that it's going to be hilarious with all the because you have this group of Sam Raimi fans who love the original Spider-Man trilogy and those first mm-hmm. two movies are great, but they absolutely hate the MCU. The, and I don't even yep. know if they hate. The, I don't know if they hate the MCU and MCU Spider-Man because they legitimately don't like Tom Holland, or they hate it because it's not Sam Raimi's vision. It's the same thing where you have these cults of people who can't stand any DC movie unless it was Zack Snyder. So it's so yep. interesting that it's like, oh, look, Sam Rainey stands. you want to do hate on the MCU so badly thought that Sam Raimi would never, ever touch it because he's too good for it. And guess what? He's coming in and doing a Doctor Strange movie. So I'm Love fine with it. it. Um, I talked about how... I didn't mind that Scott Derrickson walked away. If he wasn't truly into it, then fine. You know, I'd rather have a director who likes it, who's dedicated to it, other than a director who's like, I just did it because of I was contractually obligated. So if he steps away, and Sam Raimi has a good vision, and he's going to make it something great, because I liked the first Doctor Strange, but it could have been improved on. So Let's get a fresh face to the MCU and see what he can do. I have no problem with Sam Raimi at all. I just think that the Sam Raimi stands are kind of hilarious to mess with sometimes.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, Absolutely. I, I apologize to you because I, I didn't know Sam Raimi had stands. I, 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 this mm, dude, he me, definitely I, does. I've never known that. I did not
3: there know that. During that whole Spider Man exiting the MCU thing, it was terrible.
2: Oh, they were cheering. I, I they say, were so happy. <laughs> I say this
1: for Sam Raimi fans, same as I say for Zack Snyder stands. is what Zack did for the DCEU was not something that you should necessarily be proud of unless you're talking Man of Steel. And I don't think what Sam Raimi was building for Spider-Man outside of the second one was all that great. Like, that wasn't a great world that I wanted to see you build from. Um, I mean, you took half of his rogue gallery and put him in three movies. It was like, were you gonna flesh this out at all, Sam? Um, so, you no,
2: know,
1: not really. N- no, no, no. He had a great second movie that I think is high in super movie hero uh, superhero movie history. Um, but overall, he didn't have a great trilogy. He had a great second movie, um, just like that sort of had a really good Man of Steel movie. Everything else was. To be argued upon. Um, so have, I never would have guessed that he could have had stands. <laughs> like, this, is, it, this is so much fun. Um, please see it, any stands that you see on Twitter, tag me. I have to talk to them. I have to you get them. Uh, a <laughs> Oh, no, I need to. <laughs> I want to. Uh, but, Dom, yeah. um, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, your thoughts on Sam Raimi uh, ultimately replacing uh, Scott Derrickson?
4: I think he fits. Uh, I've been—I wouldn't say I'm a fan necessarily of him, uh, but I have enjoyed his works uh, uh, throughout my life. um, Because he, I grew up watching like the Hercules show and the Xena show. and He's on on those. Yep, love those. And big fan of like the Evil Dead trilogy and then the, the the remake. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, and I feel like he's good at balancing horror and comedy. And I know the MCU likes to have a little levity in their films, especially with the movie that's going to be a little darker. Um, so I think he's a, he's a good fit. Um, he likes to do, you know, a little more gory type stuff. So of course he won't be able to do that, but I'm sure he'll find some kind of work around. Um, I'm sure his brother will be in there somewhere because they usually work together in some capacity. Whether his brother's an actor or help writing or something, um, so I think I think it's gonna work out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like
1: I said, it, it's nothing to freak out about. Um, you know, mainly because it's like, let's wait to see what his idea is. I, I'm like you, Dom. I was a huge fan of his mainly because of my dad forced me to watch half of that stuff that you named. Um, <laughs> I still think. Drag Me to Hell is one of the most slept-on horror movies of all oh, time. Yeah. I thought he did a freaking amazing job on that movie. Um, but yes, M. Remy is a guy that isn't a name that, like, shocked me in the sense of, like, I never would have thought they wouldn't go gone to that guy. I just never would have thought he wanted to be in this world again. <laughs> like, that's what shocked uh, me right. more than anything else. You would have thought after the, the scrutiny or the hype or whatever he experienced, in those three movies that he would say, that's a lifetime's worth. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I, that's no more. Um, so, I mean, I'm really interested to see what he does with this. I am also interested to see how much input he has. Or is he coming into a project that Feige goes, I have a script. I have a concept. There's a show already filmed that leads right into it. I just need you to direct. Like, that's it. I, I, don't, I don't really need any more input. Just direct it. I'm curious about that um, because, you know, it it does affect something. Like, is it going to feel like a Sam Raimi film or is it just going to feel like he's directing something that someone else uh, created for him? Right. Um, So I am curious about that. Not saying that it'll be a bad movie uh, either way. I'm just curious, do I get that Sam Raimi stamp? Um, Or is it just kind of like I just stepped in, you know? Uh, So that is something to look out for any time you get a director that comes in this close to when they want to start shooting something, um, and you weren't attached to it from the beginning. Uh, so that All is right. something to look out for. Uh, Dan, excuse me, uh, your thoughts, man? Are you excited to see Sam Raimi come back to the uh, the Marvel world?
6: I'm excited for a potential Ash versus the Marvel Universe crossover. Only if he meets Deadpool. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's a given. We got to get that going for sure. Uh, I like uh, Sam Raimi. Um, I'm with you guys. I'm a little shocked that he would want to step back into the comic book world to direct. Uh, I don't think he would accept the offer if he wasn't going to have some sort of input in there, right? I mean, I would imagine he has some integrity. And uh, if I remember – The whole reason why he kind of, I don't want to say tanked Spider-Man 3, but some of the choices he made were because Sony Mm -hmm. was really, I I guess, putting, like, being too hands on with the movie and telling him what he should be doing. And a lot of stuff was like a protest, I heard. So, I mean, I I would hope that Marvel just kind of, they realize they have a guy who is a master at horror comedy. And just kind of say, listen, I agree. They probably have a shell, you know. This is the the uh, the beats we want you to hit. But if you have input, go for it. We we like your style. We think you would be perfect for this. Uh, and, and yeah, and again, I feel like if you go with that uh, Evil Dead tone, you're gonna have. I, I think it could be a divisive movie. Uh, I don't. I don't know if a lot of people, especially younger kids, really enjoy those types of movies anymore. I I don't know. But me growing up on watching the evil dead and I watched uh, over the summer, I watched Ash versus the evil dead on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I, I I love that show. And I hope he uses the practical effects and it's not going to be anywhere near as gory and bloody, but I think there's a lot of good opportunity here for him to really flex his, uh, Creative. It's literally a multiverse, right? They're exploring the multiverse, so he can put he could put whatever he wants in there. And I think he's creative enough to put some fun things in there. And and Feige is obviously going to want to put certain aspects of the Marvel universe in there, I'm sure. And I'm I'm kind of hoping that they introduce Fantastic Four, X Men, whatever. But uh, I I think it's it was shocking, but I am not against it. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm more intrigued now than I was when Scott Derrickson was going to direct it because I feel like Scott Derrickson is a, he's a fine director, but I thought Doctor Strange was very cookie cutter, where it was just you know this is how he becomes Doctor Strange and this is the enemy he fights and oh there's an Infinity Stone so it was just very by the book and I want them to really expand on. I mean, th- this character has gone to hell and fought the devil, so I want to see shit like that, man. Like, give me give me some intense <laughs> fighting and demons, and, and the same Ra- Sam Raimi is the king,
1: let's do this. Yeah, I mean, look, first of all, I want to say this, Dan. no need to tippy-toe around it, Sam Raimi, a thousand percent, um... <laughs> made a hate movie out of Spider-Man 3. That is 100% what he did. He directed it out of Spike. Um, that's 1,000% what that guy did. I mean, even if you watch that movie again now, it looks like it's telling two separate stories. Like, once it gets to the halfway point, it looks like it's a whole nother story being told. Um, like, it's a whole new shelf life of a movie. Um, so I very much believe he made a spite movie out of that. But um, more to your point, uh, Ash vs. Evil is very much a trippy, kind of acid feel. And that's kind of what I want this to be. Um, I don't, again, I'm with you. The first Doctor Strange, I don't think anyone on this planet has it in their top 10. I'd be shocked if they did. I'd love to have a conversation with them if they do. Um, but it was very much by the book. And I still hold it against Baggy or Derrickson, whoever's idea it was. That's not how you introduce Dormamo. I'm sorry. You just could have found some other way to do that. That is not how you do it. That is only a step better than a Galactus cloud. Um, It's just not the way you introduced Dormammu. Um, But yeah, it was very much by the book. Very, very, very much by the book. And news, guys. uh, Joel, I don't know if you've even posted this to the Facebook page yet, but news just came out. Rachel McAdams will not be in Doctor Strange 2. Um, So obviously, whatever he's doing takes him take him away from his love life, I, I assume. But it was weird that they gave him a love life, and then it was like, he can't leave the the, uh, the sanctum sanctum. So it's like, why introduce her? <laughs> it just makes no sense. Why? Why was she there in the first place then? Um, so, I, I, again, I'm just really interested to see what Sam Raimi does. He is the perfect guy to do it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Do we have any other news, Joelle? Um, coming out of Doctor Strange 2, I know Brother Voodoo was, was mentioned. Was, was there anyone else Well, mentioned? there was
3: rumors brother, brother Voodoo may be in it. Uh, Mordo apparently is coming back. Uh, obviously, Scarlet Witch is coming in. Uh, Clea apparently will be debuting in this movie. That's a rumor so far, uh, which is a love interest. <laughs> uh, but she's a magic character. She's not a human
1: um, right. That makes. Sense. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, I think she's in. I believe she's part of the uh, the dark dimension. She's in that area. So um, oh, perfect. Yeah, I mean, th- there's there's a lot of rumors going around about what dark. Like I was telling you before. I mean, there's a lot of different weird shit coming out. Like we may get like a, an actual multiverse of different versions of characters we know. I mean, again, that's all rumor, but there's a lot of different. Like w- there was rumors of Miss. Uh, what's her name, uh, America Chavez possibly showing up in the movie because she's from a different right. universe, you know? So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> this is only the beginning so we're going to learn a lot more in the next couple, the next couple months uh, but it looks like Doctor Strange uh, 2 is going to be full full of stuff. Like, it's going to be crazy.
1: Be- Before we go because this is our last time, I do want to ask you guys one last question about this movie. Uh, especially with um him signing on, do you feel as though it'll be an unfair uh situation for him to be in if this movie is not a critical success? We're not talking box office because we know how Marvel always finds a way to to make its money in the box office, even if the movies aren't good, if it's not uh critically acclaimed. Do you think these people will put it on uh, on him? Or do you think this will just fall in the caliber of just not the best Marvel movie? Uh, Joel, do you think all the the pressure will be on the director?
3: No, because, you know, uh, I mean, I I know because the director barely gets all the credit sometimes. Kevin Feige is that powerful person. He chose the director. (laughs) Uh, This is the direction he wanted to go in. Uh, The directors only have so much say, you know, so... At the end of the day, they'll get some fault, but I don't think they'll get the brunt of it.
1: See, I, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree at all. Only Well, then thing just roll me, with it. No, no, hear me out. Hear me out. It, it's not a disagreement. It, it's The only thing that I take from that is he never gets blamed, though. Like, no one ever says, like, Thor of the Dark World was hot garbage. Kevin Feige, what were you doing? They always blame the director. Like, they, they don't, blame don't blame Kevin director. Feige for that. <laughs> no one's ever said Kevin Feige you had a blunder in Thor: The Dark World. I've I'm never heard that. He I've never either. heard people. It was a it was it.
3: a clusterfuck of, of of it was a Marvel issue. It was. I mean, I don't like to blame Feige either, but at the same time, it was a mess. It is what it is. But I don't blame anyone in particular. I think it was a conjoined fuck up. let's Put it that way.
1: I it's, that's tough because it's like it has to fall on someone. We can't give Kevin Feige. I know you want to point fingers.
3: Good. I don't. I choose not. To. No, I, I just don't really I'm feel saying, like it should be one person's fault.
1: No, I I agree with you. I put it on both ends because I'm like it was obviously a vision problem. Like you obviously had the yeah. you wanted to go in, and it failed. Um, so it's on two ends. I'm just saying Kevin Feige seems to only get the praise. And we never yeah, give him any pushback. Yeah, <laughs> like, Thor: The Dark World was not good. And no one ever talks about that when it comes to, like, blaming it on, on someone because it was that bad. Um, yeah. But, Tia, do, do you see it the same way as as, as Joel that it kind of would probably just fall on the, the group more so than the individual if Doctor Strange 2 does not live up to the hype that it's building? And I'm not saying it like it's supposed to be this, avengers endgame kind of movie but it it's supposed to have implications that leak out throughout the mcu so it means more than just being a dr strange sequel
2: i think that'll go both ways i think that if it doesn't do well you'll have the people who uh dislike sam Raimi saying that it was his fault having uh him in it people will blame him because maybe they were really upset that Scott Derrickson uh, stepped away and then they'll uh, put the blame on Kevin Feige for pretty much uh, for what they believe is restricting Scott Derrickson, which is the reason why he stepped away in the first place. So then people will believe that that means that Feige was obviously restricting Sam Raimi. No,
1: I get you. I, I, I get you. That. That's always my mindset. My dad actually called me out for it when I was telling him that that Seven Underground or whatever the hell that stupid movie was that Ryan Reynolds did. He goes, he goes I think you only hated it because Michael Bay did it. And I'm like, that's very fair. I think that might be why, but it still was not a good movie. Um, but yeah, people are
6: going to find a reason
1: to blame. Thank you, Tia. It was terrible. Thank you. Um, but people are going to find a reason to blame Sam Raimi if they don't like Sam Raimi. We know that that's just the history of life. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, I think we all can agree. We hope that this is a, a huge hit because of its implications. And we hope it's a huge hit because hopefully we can get Sam Raimi to come in and round out the trilogy in doing if they do a Doctor Strange 3. Um, we hope this isn't the last time we see Sam Raimi directing a superhero movie. I think we can all agree on that. I think we can all agree on um, that. Word. Dan, Dom, Joel, Tia, Pal, KJ, I want to thank you all for joining us for a special Wednesday night of Geek Vibes Live. We will be back this Sunday. We will see you guys at the same time, same place, next week. Same place.
4: Next Peace. Week. Peace. See ya
6: are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies are B-movies more your style then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi action, comedy and more we are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com They called This A Movie testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time